0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast. Back to being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And tonight, we're talking about the travel lies that we've all been told. Thanks for listening. Hello, if you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And before we get to tonight's subject of travel lies that we've all been told, let's take a quick spin around the interwebs. Boing Boing posted this railroad workers man cave discovered near New York City's Grand Central Terminal. The New York City Metropolitan Transit Authority suspended three railroad workers for building out a secret man cave inside an old locksmith storage room under Grand Central Terminal. Their hidden break room featured a TV, a futon, a refrigerator, an air mattress, and of course, a microwave. In episode 103, we talked about hiding places from the homeless fellow that had been living in a luxury suite inside the Al Lang Stadium in Tampa, to Tad, my very first supervisor at my very first real adult job who got busted for having his own man cave in the back of our warehouse way back in 1983. And I often wonder what became of Tad. I'm sure somewhere, somehow, he became ultra-successful. Growing up, we were always building forts, from the blanket fort in the living room to primitive lean-to teepees out in the woods behind my parents' Maryland home. There's something to be said for hiding out or thinking you're hiding out where you're still completely in plain sight. Looking at the pictures on Boing Boing's website, these guys in the New York City Metropolitan Transit Authority managed to do it right. Nice flat screen TV. Looks like they've got Hulu or Netflix. Of course, a futon to rest your weary feet and weary soul while you wait for some food to heat up in your microwave. This next one comes directly from the airline Qantas's website, Qantas 747, half bar cart including delivery for sale. The posting goes on to show, enjoy drink service at home with a fully stocked, fully stocked, bar cart from a retired Qantas 747. It includes a range of business class items such as champagne, mini bottles of red and white wine, Tim Tams, the iconic Qantas pajamas, and of course the exclusive first class Sheridan throw and even more. The bar carts are used and will show signs of wear and tear. This product is not covered by our money back guarantee policy and no returns for change of mind are permitted. In episode 100, I talked about wanting to purchase an empty retired genuine bar cart from SkyCart for $1,500. Yep, $1,500 and empty. The Qantas cart comes stocked and costs, get this, $974. And get this, it is completely sold out. Imagine that. In episode 107, this is actually becoming the Rewind episode. In episode 107, I discussed whether or not business travel was returning to normal. And I think I came up with the conclusion of business travel is inconsistent. Well, here's an update. Business travel in regards to COVID is still inconsistent, or at least it is when it comes to road travel versus air travel. For 2020, my nights spent in hotels has crested 40, a long way off from last year's total of over 200. Every single one of those nights have been at Hilton Properties, and it seems that every single Hilton property has its own COVID strategy. This past week, it was South Carolina for three nights, uh, roughly a 630-mile drive from Orlando, requiring a couple stops along the way for fuel. Everybody seemed to be wearing masks at the Pilot or Flying J. I really think that most everybody is doing the best that they can to keep from spreading or protecting themselves from the COVID virus. The Hilton Garden Inn that I stayed at in Columbia did have its bar open. So this was the first HGI property that I had been in where the bar had been open. There was no food service. The breakfast, which is really the reason I stay at Hilton Garden Inns, is they probably have the best fresh-cooked breakfast around. Their breakfast was a total grab-and-go. Containers of yogurt, Natural Valley granola bars, and, of course, coffee. Next stop was at a Hampton Inn. Their breakfast was marginal, but it was probably the best stocked Hampton Inn breakfast that I have seen. They actually had some hot plates of food, I opted for the Bojangles across the parking lot. If you've never had a Bojangles breakfast, don't pass it up. They have these wonderful little hash brown nuggets infused with uh, a hint of onion. And of course, who doesn't like to start their day with a spicy chicken filet biscuit? And when it comes to Hampton and breakfast, it is what it is. It's included with your stay. You're certainly not going to get a spread like you would at Cracker Barrel. It's an okay breakfast. Uh, it's better than any of the brown bag-to-go breakfasts that you'll see anyplace else, but truly when it does come to Hampton Inn and their breakfast, it is you get what you get. Both hotels had the Break the Seal sticker across the doorway. Both Hilton hotels presented completely different experiences once inside the room. One hotel had the remote wrapped with a clean seal, The other one, the remote, was just sitting on the countertop. One room had a sign on the back of the door indicating that displaying the do not disturb sign would let housekeeping staff know not to enter the room. The other room had nothing, and I thought really when you hung the do not disturb sign on the door, it meant do not disturb. I did manage to get inside an airport this morning very early. It wasn't for a flight. It was to drop off one of the Chateau Relaxa residents for a flight out. Not quite the suicide flight, but a pretty early morning flight. Definitely odd. Pulled into the parking deck right around 6 a.m., and it was completely void of cars. Maybe at most 50 cars on the fourth floor, which is where I typically park. Inside, uh, Southwest had every other kiosk taped off so that you couldn't use it for self-check-in. All the gate agents were wrapped in plexiglass as well as the TSA line. If you don't have TSA pre-check, now would be a really good time to travel because there was no line for the traditional TSA check-in. I mean, none. The, uh... The Chateau Relaxo resident walked up and was on the other side of TSA in probably under two minutes. One thing with hindsight being 2020, I wish I had known six months ago I would have opened a plexiglass or some sort of a vinyl sticker business because those two industries have to be crushing it. One last little pet peeve is people come on, clean up after yourself, there are paper masks Everywhere, Every place I go, look on the ground, look in the parking lot, look in the corner of a stairwell, and it seems that people are just disposing of their COVID masks everywhere. Come on, we're better than this. Do better. On to tonight's topic, the top travel lives that we've all been told. If you followed the show, if not, full disclosure, 90% of my travel is business-related. It is domestic typically in the eastern part of the United States. This translates to the fact that I typically travel during the week, and the expense of that travel is a huge factor since I have to charge it back to my company. I want to be a good steward of my company's money. The remaining 10% of my travel is for pleasure, and often the airfare, hotels, and rental cars are booked using credit card points. Not to say that I am wild and loose with my hotel points because I certainly don't wanna burn through a bunch of them, but it does take a little bit of a different viewpoint that I'm not opening up my wallet to book travel for a dollar figure. Instead, I'm opening up my travel wallet and using points. The first lie that you will hear is that travel is glamorous. It certainly can be if you have deep pockets, no sense of urgency and deep pockets. Glamour travel or glamorizing travel, for my opinion, is a manifestation of social media, plain and simple. Fifteen years ago, there were magazines like Town & Country and Condé Nast that highlighted places to go, places to be be seen at. Fast forward to 2020, you've got Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, and whatnot and it makes travel look absolutely glamorous. The pictures are always sunny, in focus. I'm here to tell you that travel is enjoyable, especially with the right mindset. I don't know how glamorous it truly is. Travel is relaxing. It certainly can be if you have deep pockets, no sense of urgency, and of course, deep pockets. Seriously though, travel should be relaxing. It can be with a little bit of planning. At some point, your travel plans will go squirrely or go sideways. And squirrely and sideways travel partner is stress. So you need to have a plan. Here are a few tips for minimizing travel-induced stress. Have a time budget. Don't book a flight that lands at 10 p.m. on a Sunday night fully expecting to be at work at 9 a.m. Monday morning something will happen. Weather delays, mechanical issues, something will happen. Either come home a day early, which sucks, get a flight that lands early in the afternoon, or take off Monday, give yourself some time to recoup, and get yourself together. Putting all your eggs in one basket, instead of basket, think suitcases. When traveling with a family, divide everyone's clothes across all of the suitcases. That way if luggage gets lost or stolen, Everybody loses a little bit of their clothing, but nobody loses all of their clothes. Next, have some numbers, phone numbers for your airlines and hotels. If you have bulging veins in your neck from the stress of a canceled flight, it's probably not the best time to go searching on the interwebs for your airline's phone number emergency phone numbers for family and friends, like the actual phone number, not number two on your phone's speed dial. Once you have all of this information compiled, you've got a couple options and what to do with it. Let's go with the good, better, best, good, go old school, write it down on a piece of paper, make copies and give it to everyone in your travel party. Better create a list and email it to everyone in your travel party. Or best, create a Google Doc, a live document, share it with everybody in your travel party. That way, any updates that will be made to it can be shared and seen by everybody in your travel party. Another great travel lie is travel's great for family bonding. It certainly can be, if your family resembles the Brady Bunch more so than the Bundys or the Connors. If you have family stress at home, guess what? It will follow you on the road. Those unpaid bills, mental health issues, ex-spouses, job struggles, whatnot, all get put into the same suitcases along with all your clothes. Book early for the best prices. Well, how early is early? Personally, I'm a fan of booking early. Will I get the best price? Eh, sometimes, other times there'll be a fire sale at the last minute looking to put butts in seats or heads in beds. So how about booking last minute for the best prices? okay, how about booking last minute and how last minute is last minute when it comes to travel. I never wait to book, especially when booking a hotel room as that nobody wants to sleep in their car. And I tell all baby road warriors the same thing. Don't leave the office. Don't leave your home. Don't leave the previous night's hotel. If you do not have a hotel reservation for that night, there are two outcomes when it comes to booking last minute first is you click ok or yes and you pay whatever price is whatever the price is the second outcome is there are no seats rooms or cars available and you wish you had the go back machine so you could have booked last week for me i will always err on the side of book early here's a lie that you'll always hear you can get a great deal if you do this. And what is this? Well, imagine you've just pulled into your driveway with with a brand new 2021 Ford Bronco. No one in your neighborhood has one. Possibly no one in your town has one. And then all of a sudden, rival dad Kyle emerges not to admire your purchase, Not to ask questions. No, Kyle is there to tell you that you could have gotten a better price for your brand new Ford Bronco if you had done A, B, C. And typically, A, B, C requires a wing and a prayer and also the fact that you know somebody that can help you pull it off. And guess what? You will now be indebted to that person that helped you to pull it off. You will be reminded of it every time you see that. And that person will get extra points if they remind you of it in front of a large crowd. Deals are deals. Prices are prices. I think Benjamin Franklin once said something along the line of the bitterness or the taste of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low prices are forgotten. And that is absolutely true. You get a great deal on some kind of travel junket and then you show up. And it is something like out of the Adams family and you've got a family in tow. You are about to have the worst week of your life. Book early book, last minute, get a deal. Don't get a deal. Here's a thought, pick a destination, do a little bit of research, set a budget and work to stay under that number. If you stay under that number, guess what? You got some extra spending money. Here's one I hear a lot, stay outside the city. Well, guess what, if you plan to spend time in the city and your budget permits it, stay in the city. Taking your personal car or a rental car into a town that you know nothing about can be absolutely stress inducing. First, you gotta find a parking space. If it's a parking garage, that'll probably cost money. If it's a meter, you're gonna have to worry about feeding the meter. Hopefully there's an app for the meter so you can do it from afar. If you're traveling with others, they're going to be telling you to turn here, look down here, go this way, go that way. Making base camp in the city that you want to explore allows you to walk, take an Uber, public transportation, whatever you want to do, and you don't have to hassle with trying to find a parking place. You will also hear that traveling gives you time to unplug Welcome to the world of fantasy travel. If you can't unplug at home where everything is for the most part same, you eat dinner around the same time each day, you go to bed around the same time each day, we have these patterns. What makes you think that you can unplug when traveling? All travel cynicism aside, there is a tightrope walk between being in the moment and filming the moment. In the early 1990s, when camcorders were expensive and almost the same size as a microwave, I worked for a technology company that just so happened to sell cameras and camcorders, and one of the perks of my job was I could borrow a camcorder whenever we wanted. Let's just say I filmed my daughter's baptism and her first birthday while everyone else participated. Thank you, 1991. Also, you'll get to do everything on your itinerary. Of course, you'll get to complete your itinerary in Fantasy Travel World. The reality is that you will probably do most everything on your itinerary that is either scheduled with a set time or that you paid money for in advance. And you might not pull all that off. I bailed on my recent Penn & Teller magic show in Vegas, gave the tickets to a coworker because after three or four days in Vegas, I was just too banged up and wanted to go to sleep. Our recent chat Vegas trip, we had tickets for Ruby Falls. We bailed on that one. We had tickets with a Journey tribute band at a House of Blues concert. The lesson here is that you don't have to live by an itinerary, but live by the experience. If you're having a good time doing something, just keep doing it and enjoy it. Don't let the travel itinerary set the pace, nor your attitude. Finishing this up with the last travel lie that you'll hear. Travel's not that expensive. Well, guess what? Expensive is a completely relative term. If you're knocking down six figures, you have a whole different budget and mindset than the poor guy that's been out of work for six months and just wants to give his family a nice weekend. That being said, though, that the memories from travel are truly priceless. We have years and years of memories of the places that we go You know, at this point, for the most part, we bring back an ornament from a new destination to hang on the Christmas tree. And every year when we decorate the tree, it gives us a time to reflect and remember the places that we've been. Well, there you have it. The travel lies that we've all been told. Some hold water, some don't. Thanks for listening. If you have a comment, feel free to leave me a voicemail at anchor.com or shoot me an email, travelfrick at gmail.com. We're getting closer to saying travel safe, but until then, stay safe and thanks for listening. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.